Welcome to the Self-Esteem and Confidence Mindset with me, Johnny Pardo. Welcome back to the Self-Esteem and Confidence Mindset podcast with me, Johnny Pardo. Today, we're going to be talking about self-confidence, weight loss, setting goals, and much, much more. Today's guest is an old friend of mine, Harry who has been on his own journey of weight loss, which hasn't just been about weight loss, but he teaches lots of things around mindset and transformation. Harry is a weight loss and mindset transformation coach, helping those who have tried everything to lose weight. So first of all, Harry, I'd like to welcome you to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Um, And my first question really for you, um, just so we can get to know you a little bit uh, better is, what inspired you to help other people with this weight loss and maybe share a little bit about your story as well? Well, first and foremost, Johnny, thank you so much for having me on the show. It's been a been a long while since we uh, had a conversation. So just to let everybody know as well, Johnny was a fine, fine centre midfielder and centre back for my Montecute team back in the day. <laughs> but there we go. Um, so going to your questions, mate. Um. In fact, I think I'll start with the second question first, which is like how I how I started the journey. I, um, as you were aware, was a big, big old lad um, back in the day. And I went through phases of my life where I was taking like, well, without really knowing, taking fitness seriously without any knowledge of like the things that I teach now, such as calories, uh, energy in, energy out, balance, etc., um, being in okay shape and then all of a sudden I'd like go through moments where I wouldn't do anything and then eventually that led to me being in a situation where I was working as they're on security um, for five years of my life where I wasn't really moving around and ended up getting to like near 23 stone so just completely overweight and um, the subconscious thing about that is when you're overweight and not moving and obviously not very confident leading to the podcast you tend to become very unhappy as well so uh, from that it turned into a bit of a progressive journey on like trying to shift weight different ways you know salads couscous all the horrible stuff that you turn to no carbs jogging um, and then eventually like putting the pieces together uh, with various coaches various inspirations along the way like putting my own sort of what I preferred out of all of these things into one pile and doing it that way. And then eventually I'm now like gone from 23 stone down to like sort of high 15. So doing pretty well, but I'm going to say most of that's muscle now anyway. Oh, that's awesome. Well, congratulations and all that transformation. And uh, no, I do appreciate that share and what, what you've done uh, in terms of your progress. So one of my first questions, especially in this world, um, where we we don't tend to see like results straight away, right? When we try something new. So not necessarily just touching on weight loss here. It could be many, many things like starting a business, for example, or, um, you know, learning to get good at like driving, even as a, a simple example. How did you build confidence along the way when you wouldn't necessarily see results at the beginning? Well, I mean... Yeah, you're absolutely right. And that's one of the key things that I teach my clients now is that like there are some weeks you're going to jump on the scales, for example, if it's a weight loss goal that you're not going to see any movement. 
um, you're, you're going to stay the same, for example. And especially with women, like you find that due to their menstrual cycle and stuff, that you do find a couple of the weeks of the month where they do just stick because of the water, the water, um, mm. like density within their body, holding on to water because of the, the movements that their body are doing. But for me, it was always because I was so big, actually, Johnny, at the time when I started my weight loss journey, it was easy. Like I would see regular massive movements on the scales. Um, and then that would turn into like comments from other people. Oh, Harry, like, are you trying to lose weight at the moment? You're looking really good. Mm. And like, there's photos of me in that time where obviously I was getting a little bit of like positive feedback from other people. But obviously within myself, I knew that there was loads and loads and loads of work to do. But in regards to your question, of course, throughout this, like, I'm going to say that I've been on this journey, let's say, of like controlling my weight. Let's call it health and well-being now, not just weight loss, mm. trying to be the best version of myself for around seven years. And I would say probably for three of those years, there's been no movement whatsoever on the scales. It's been focused on other things. But I believe that like when you solely focus on scales and if you solely focus on weight, you're going to lead yourself to maybe like a little bit of unhappiness. You're looking for like a little bit of a quick gain by like or a quick bit of pleasure by looking at the scales and seeing that they've gone down a little bit. So I always encourage people. It's not just about the weight loss in regards to the scale movement. It's about looking at other things around uh your health and well-being that can almost you can look at as a goal so let's say like you've never ran a 10k for example you can say that's your goal not weight loss specifically mm-hmm. focus on the 10 kilometers running that 10 kilometers getting that medal at the end which will give you genuine satisfaction and happiness and alongside that as a bonus you'll get probably some movement on the scales as well to answer your question yeah, yeah, and it kind of leads very nicely on something else I wanted to uh, ask you about and about setting goals as well, because um, you could quite easily, you know, think, and again, it's I, I think what we're talking about today applies to several areas in, in life or multiple areas in life. You could quite easily think, I don't want to be this way anymore or in another example, I don't want to be in this relationship anymore. I don't want to be in this job anymore. Uh, many different, many different areas. So for you, was the the importance of setting goals you were perhaps excited about or that drove you rather than looking at what you didn't want, did that have a big impact? Well, so setting goals for me has like a, if I'm going to be totally honest with, with you, you and the listeners, it has a separate meaning. So when I was losing weight solely, as I said, it was just solely based on losing weight. And I got myself to like a reasonable shape to be fair but found myself um christmas 2020 just in this like level of unhappiness that i didn't really know how to deal with like i was just like given a quick example it was christmas day 2020 um and i was just incredibly unhappy like upset in front of my mum and her partner now didn't really know why there was no real explanation um and again that sort of like triggered something for me like I used it as a bit of a sign to like find out like why that was obviously with a bit of research and like yourself Johnny looked into a bit of coaching with a guy called Paul Mott um I know you've not used him as a coach but he was my coach and quickly found out that one of the reasons that I was so upset and 
um, not very happy was because I wasn't really driving towards anything at the time. My weight loss was under control. Um, I was in a really comfortable job without like pays really well. Um, there's no real pressure involved in it. I wasn't managing Montague at the time. Um, and I just had nothing outside of the realms of general life that was inspiring me or motivating me. So that is where goal setting comes in for me hugely. Like I can't not imagine my life now without something that I'm driving towards. And that doesn't even need to be something massive. I'm not currently looking to climb up Mount Kilimanjaro in December. Mm -hmm. Like that's not what I'm saying, but something that inspires me is helping people, which comes back to your first question. Why do I do that? Well, I love doing it. I've always been a coach of some format. So um, being a people person needs to be able to talk with people. I've had past experiences of losing weight. And that's something again, in modern day society (laughs) that people struggle with um, because of the hustle and bustle of life. People think they've got no time. Nobody's really got the genuine knowledge unless they've been taught it of how to lose weight properly. Um, So that's one of my goals that I've got. I want to help as many people as I possibly can. Obviously, like yourself, John, I've got my podcast. But going back to the main point is that goals for me mean so much more than just goals. They are the, like they're, as I've heard it used, the analogy before is they are the animal you hunt as a man or or, or a woman in life. Like we have this thing within us that needs to be looking towards something and driving towards something and like if you think about us as homo sapiens back in the day you'd have to hunt your food find food find fresh water make sure you've got something to sleep on make sure you've got shelter well actually like humans now we don't have that like we well we have it but it's just put on a plate for us really like if you really wanted shelter food and whatever you could find it for 50p and like somebody would lend you a bed for the night right So you don't really have to drive towards that. So you have to put your drive and focus into something which you enjoy, which for me is, of course, coaching and podcasting. Wow, that's a really powerful answer, Harry. Really like what you said there. And particularly, uh, you you, uh, got some coaching of Paul, and then you've also been doing a lot to research this. I think a lot of us like to try and do it on our own. So I think you're showing the value of reaching out and getting that guidance and actually quicken your journey as well. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. I'd just like to say as well, mate, just to add on to your point about like trying to do it yourself. Another one of those analogies that I've like, it's firmly stuck in my brain. I think as men specifically, we're kind of like (laughs) um, taught that like, you're not really supposed to look out and you're stronger if you're doing it by yourself. Well, the, the lone wolf always starves. That's what I'll always say. Like, if ever you need help, you need to ask for it. If ever you, even if you don't really think you need help, but you're like 50, 50, not on, not sure whether to do it or not. You're never going to lose anything by asking somebody for a bit of help. Yeah. You may have to pay a few hundred quid or a grand to get some expert help. But even if, if you, even if you're going for a mate with a coffee, he may have a different perspective on your current situation Or even if you separate 500 quid or a thousand pound between you and getting some expert help, what's the cost of not doing that? Don't look at the cost of doing it, you know? Love it. I'm very, um, very strong. It's often what we talk about on here about investing in yourself because uh, we can see, 
you know, we, we can actually blow the money in other ways that's not going to serve us, like, you know, going out and eating when you could save in. There's other creative ways of not spending money on clothes you don't need. Whilst I found personally, I don't know about you, Harry, but it's always come back to me in some kind of way uh, when I put, put into myself through like business coaching or whether it's confidence coaching initially when I was stuck. Um, and it sounds like it has done for you as well in terms of your progression as well. So, well, yeah, 1 million percent. Like I would, I can't imagine myself, like I'm a coach myself. Yeah. But I couldn't imagine not being coached now to just continually improve. Yeah, absolutely. Great point. Um, obviously now talking about, uh, reaching out for help. One, one key thing, uh, I want to touch on was like self-awareness going through the journey and being able to connect with your yourself how important for you was finding the time to do that in your journey just kind of with various techniques and were there any techniques that helped you with your self-awareness whether that was journaling meditation anything like that yeah so um I remember like when I first was going through these sort of like let's just call them like anxious or sad spells so I was never like at a depressed stage where like I was thinking about doing anything stupid. I had some really dark thoughts and I didn't like them. Um, one of the first things that I ever, like obviously when, when you go into that realm of looking about like what's going on with, within your brain and stuff, that one of the first things I ever did, Johnny was read a book um, called the chimp paradox mm. by uh, professor Steve Peters, I believe yeah. it is. Um, and the 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 quickest best lesson i learned straight away was that like this monkey or like chimp the part of your brain i think it's called the amygdala um which is like the reactive part of your brain is always going to be there and it's always going to have something shit to say about the situation that so that's the first thing and like you could, there's nothing you can do about that the second thing that i learned uh i or that helped me with these like feelings at the time was to start meditating and uh, meditation for me like it enabled me to sit with these thoughts without any judgment or criticism towards myself it was like 10 or 15 minutes of the day where like genuinely Johnny I'd sit in the bath with a like nice relaxing bath sometimes with a candle on and just close my eyes for 10 or 15 minutes and just allow whatever it was to like go through my head now obviously that sounds a bit dramatic but like when you slow it down and one of the best analogies that I've ever heard from it is from Andy Puddicombe who runs Headspace like he's created the app um he's an amazing guy if if you don't know who he is he basically says with your thoughts if you imagine your thoughts as cars going down a motorway at like 70 80 90 miles an hour and you're stood on a bridge above a motorway and you just see these thoughts going through. So one of them's going to say, I'm hungry. One of them's going to say, let's just say you're worried about a situation the next day. Um, and that one that you worry, the thought that goes through that you're worried about something, if you focus on it and you're like, ah, I don't like that one, you are then going to bring yourself into that car and get caught along with it. However, meditation teaches you to just stand on the bridge and just watch them. So like all of the cars, I'm doing, I'm trying to explain it in the best way I possibly can. Um, And the other way to think about it as well is like your brain is like the sea. And like sometimes the sea is choppy 
it's going to be a little bit wayward here and there. You're not going to like people. You're not going to be too fond of yourself. But other times, the sea is calm, like Weymouth Seafront. Yeah, it's just going to be a nice little brisk little wave coming in. And I think that's one of the best ways that I ever... It took the sting away from real, like self, like analyzing these thoughts, becoming self-aware, like what was going through my head. And then like, just to add my third point, journaling, it keeps me focused towards my goals, Johnny. Like I sit down every morning and every evening, every morning I'll write down four things that I want to achieve in the day. I'll, I'll write down how I want to feel, how I'm going to feel that way, who I want, who I want to help in the day etc loads of other questions and then at the end of the day i'll sit down and review the day what have i achieved who have i helped how have i felt what can i do better tomorrow and just taking these like five minutes it's five minutes in the morning and five minutes in the evening it just allows you to become so much more self-aware and so much more self-controlled because you know what you've dealt with good in the day. You know the things that you are inspired to do, like that don't need much leverage to be able to go and achieve them. And you also can sit down and work out what's gone wrong. So have you reacted badly? Johnny, I've seen your video about getting on a train the other day, um, waiting for everybody to get on and then analyzing the situation. On another day, you could have got on that train, been really pissed off that you had to stand up with everybody else. And that would have been the thing you put down in your journal to say next time I would wait and get on at the end to wait for everybody to get on and see where I can sit down. So, um, yeah, that that's like a real basic over, overview of what I do. But those three things there, like just recognizing that sometimes within your thoughts, they're going to be a bit shitty. It just happens about other people, about yourself, about situations. Secondly, um, meditating. I would advise anybody to like, I think one of the biggest things for people is that you meditating has this label of being this like Buddhist sat in a valley, ha legs crossed, hands up, but it's really not. You can do it however and wherever you want. And then finally, just putting down your thoughts giving yourself some um, inspiration for the day by writing down some goals that you're happy with to go and achieve and then reviewing them at the end of the day can make a massive difference to how you're feeling within your self-awareness. Mm, so great tools there and great shares for self-awareness and making that time for, for you. And <laughs> I remember hearing a quote, I think once, if you don't have like five minutes for meditation, you don't have a life basic you can't have a life basically and a very direct approach sometimes you need to hear um but it's yeah it's again like allowing yourself time for thoughts and something i like to do is it may reduce to an hour depending on my schedule at uh, half 30 minutes depending on my schedule but for one hour a day is like walking and thinking because i know that's a that's a key to give me some kind of new insights and ideas 100 percent uh, so thanks for those uh, insights, the journaling, the meditation, and how you're you're approaching that. So, just a um a couple of uh, last questions, really. But been a great, great, valuable guest as I expected. So, um, for you, th this can kind of refer to weight loss, but other things as well. One of, and it comes from one of my favorite books. It's a a book called Willpower Doesn't Work. And uh, a couple of the books you were referencing, well, Headspace and Chimp Paradox, they're great, amazing, um, an app and obviously the book as well are amazing as well. But Willpower Doesn't Work talks about like systems a lot 
and how we can set ourselves out to to win because if perhaps for example in the weight loss example you're surrounded with uh chocolate and high sugar snacks and crisps all over your home it's probably not going to be sustainable to you know keep yourself away for it for too too long a time for you in your your journey has there been have you found setting up systems to win really being effective and kind of that's what i just wanted to ask you about really is there anything that's been effective for you in your weight loss journey uh in terms of setting up systems to win yeah um one of the like biggest and most open uh, answer I can give you for that is completely not withdrawing because that would be an over-exaggeration, but cutting back massively on my alcohol consumption. Um, Alcohol obviously is full of calories. It's a carb-based drink. On average, a pint is around 200 calories. So if you're smashing back eight pints every Saturday night and, and Friday night, you're eating a day and a half's worth of food at least in a couple of sessions drinking. Um, So that's a system that I've just put in. I have almost like, I would say Johnny that I drink once a month maximum now. Um, And that has just helped in terms of like the maintenance of my weight. And if I ever want to be in a frame of mind where I want to pack on some muscle and look a bit leaner or lose a few kilograms in in a stage taking alcohol out completely is a massive massive tool for me um in regards to like the early stages of my weight loss yeah of course there were systems in place like I'd be living with my dad I'd be saying to my dad right I'm doing the shopping for us I won't be bringing back crisps chocolate biscuits because it gets eaten um and I think that's important that like if you if you are relying on willpower and you are a massive fan of these sorts of foods that you don't have to take them out completely because within a calorie controlled diet, if you're tracking your calories correctly and um, are hitting your calories in a maintenance or no, sorry, in a deficit that is going to give you that weight loss like gradually over a long period of time having a chocolate bar a day or a packet of crisps a day isn't going to necessarily kill you but like you say johnny if your drawer's full of them and you can't stop opening packets of crisps or can't stop chucking back chocolate bars then of course um you have to put a system in place to help that and that like again shouldn't be looked at as like a negative thing for somebody individually because back in again i'm going to talk about the hunter gatherer days if you found a high sugar content food in the wild you'd be stood by that bush or stood by that plant eating the whole whole bush full of stuff because you'd never know when you were going to find those sorts of foods again so like it's just wired in our brain that if we're sat next to a pot of pick and mix mm. and you eat two or three of them and it's still there your brain's going i want them so actually picking them up and putting them out of sight is probably the best tool that we've got oh that's very true i love the uh evolutionary like psychology references and how we've you know we you know we've evolved but there's still so much that's the same like in those days that we're just like i'm gonna eat it all or like i try to survive and those those kind of things so 
yeah, that's that's some great insights on systems as well. So, Harry, been a been an awesome guest today, and really appreciate you coming on. So, just before we round off today, um, is there any final point or points you'd like to share? And also, where can people find more from you? Cool. Final points. I think if anybody's struggling and they can reference like or sorry, not reference, resonate with anything I've said regarding not be not feeling happy and um being sad without really any reason. Like you'll probably find there is a reason. And that's probably you're not focused in the right areas. What you focus on grows. If you're focusing on being anxious, if you focus on being sad, if you focus on being depressed, you're going to feel more of those things. If you focus on being happy, if you focus on being present, if you focus on being inspired, if you watch people that inspire you, listen to people that make you laugh, um, you will feel more of those feelings, I promise you. So just change your direction. In terms of um, weight loss, I am a weight loss coach. So if you want to come and find me to find out more about my stuff, um, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, at the grassroots guy pod, I believe. Let me just double check that. I'll send the link over to you anyway, Johnny. Yeah, we'll grab the link. Um, and also, if you are interested, I uh, have a free audio book, which documents or what's the other word? Like it audios my journey. It puts down into really simple to follow tips, um, how I went about shifting the weight that I've lost and maintaining the shape that I'm in now. So if anybody's interested in that, I'll send Johnny over the link for that as well. And they can uh, sign up and I can send it through to them. Definitely some uh, great resources there uh, that you've provided us with. So we'll definitely include those in the show notes. So once again, Harry, a big thank you for coming on today. You're welcome, mate. Honestly, I really appreciate it. And um, if you would like to come on to the Grassroots Guy podcast, it would be a pleasure. Awesome. Thank you. So that concludes our episode for today. And remember, you are in control of your own self-esteem and confidence.